Well, it wasn't exactly what I asked for, which was for Biden to just crap his pants on live television, but we did get something almost as good at the start of this week when President Joe Biden was caught on a hot mic calling White House correspondent for Fox News Peter Ducey a, quote, stupid son of a bitch after Ducey asked whether or not our current level of inflation made the president look bad. Um, here, here's the actual clip. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. You wanted Biden to drop a deuce, but he uh, misheard you, Yeah. and he dropped a deucey. <laughs> I heard you loud and clear. So this was awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's 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 the man I voted for right there. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else, bullshit. But this fucking ruled. Yeah. More of this, please. It's very refreshing to hear uh, people called out like this. And it was it was it was funny when Trump did it at times when it was actually justifiable and not just like the constant barrage of fake news chants towards the reporters. Yeah. Uh, this time it seemed pretty justifiable, and the way Biden answered it was about as natural of a reaction as we've seen out of him since at least Christmas, where he told himself to go fuck himself yes let's go brandon let's go brandon i agree yeah inflation's great what do you want me to fucking say (laughs) oh we love inflation Mm -hmm. stupid fucking son of a bitch (laughs) in this instance peter ducey the uh son of fox and friends host steve ducey and presumably whatever bitch steve ducey yeah exactly uh, impregnated uh, biden got him twice with that yeah he called steve ducey's wife a bitch uh, yeah, he's been dunked on by both parties in the past. Uh, Ducey asked a dumb question about whether inflation was a liability for the midterms. Obviously it is. Yeah. So Biden replied sarcastically, oh, it's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. Yeah, it's honestly probably beneficial that Biden got nasty with it there at the end because otherwise the story wouldn't have blown up as big as it did. And a, a soundbite of the president saying it's a great asset, more inflation could have and probably would have been played and presented as the president somehow honestly saying that he's going to keep pressing the inflation That's button. That's those Democrats for you. Uh, but as we said, this isn't the first time that Peter Ducey has been mocked right to his face by a high-ranking government official. And last time it happened, it was from a Republican, John McCain. Back in late 2017, uh, he asked the senator about his relationship with then-President Trump. Your relationship with the president frayed to the point that you are not going to support anything that he comes to you and asks for? Why would for? you say something that stupid? Why would you ask something that dumb? Huh? So it would seem as though there is a bipartisan agreement on at least one thing in D.C. But Biden did reach out to Ducey shortly after the clip went viral. And uh, Ducey claimed during an interview with Sean Hannity that he said, it's nothing personal, pal. And we went back and forth and we were talking about just kind of moving forward. And I made sure to tell him that I'm always going to try to ask something different than what everybody else is asking. And he said, you got to. And that's a quote from the president. So I'll keep doing it. I'm going to keep asking stupid questions. Why would you apologize, Joe? He did. So he didn't. I had it even present. He's like, did, did uh, Biden actually apologize? And Ducey responded, he cleared the air and I appreciated it. That's all you're going to get, buddy. <laughs> all you're going to get. Take it or leave it. <laughs> But uh, let's move on to more pressing matters. A a few episodes back, we briefly mentioned that uh, there seems to be a looming threat of World War III. And and a bunch of you asked if we could explain what's going on in a simple and understandable way. Um, And it's not a very simple or understandable problem, but we're going to do the best that we can without falling down a rabbit hole of hypothetical situations that could arise in the coming days and weeks, because we have no idea. 
uh, honestly. Uh, but what here's what's going on and how things got to where they are in a bit of a TLDR sense. Uh, Ukraine, of course, gained independence from Russia back in the early 90s when the Soviet Union collapsed. In recent years, there's been a struggle back and forth regarding whether or not Ukraine should be friendlier with Western countries and potentially join NATO or go back to being chummy with Russia. And when it comes to the citizens of Ukraine, it seems pretty unanimous that they want nothing to do with Russia, but their leaders throughout the years have made attempts to appease Putin. And this is complicated by uh, something that the Russians have done going back even pre-USSR with their empire and their sphere of influence is they've moved a lot of uh, native ethnic Russians into places like Ukraine. Uh And that's why when they took over uh, Crimea a few years back, it's like, well, everyone there likes it. It's like you look at the population of Crimea, it's like (laughs) overwhelmingly like ethnic Russians who have only been there for like one or two generations. Exactly. So that complicates shit a lot when you're talking about any of this stuff in uh, Russia's sort of backyard. Mm -hmm. But anyway, back in 2013, 2014, then president of Ukraine, Viktor Yanukovych, was removed from power after nationwide protests because he refused to sign an association agreement with the European Union and then cited pressure from Moscow as the reason why he rejected the proposal. So he was removed. There was an interim president for a few months. And then Petro Poroshenko was voted into office. Uh, he oversaw armed conflict with Russia during his time as president and took steps to have Ukraine integrate with the EU by signing the association agreement that Yanukovych passed on. Yeah. Although after serving just one term, Poroshenko was voted out of office. In favor of Vladimir Zelensky, who is, uh, of course, the actor slash comedian who had previously played the role of president in a, a sitcom, I believe. Yeah. And they liked him so much in that role that they gave him the job for realsies. So this is where most Americans in recent times will start to remember a little bit about what's going on here. Because Zelensky and then president of the United States, Donald Trump, had a little phone call regarding military aid that was earmarked for Ukraine so that they could better defend themselves from Russia. This is the famous quid pro quo Mm, conversation. Uh, The money was already set aside to help Ukraine defend themselves. It was a bipartisan agreement uh, as well, since Ukraine is clearly a friend of Western countries and would soon, in theory, become an actual NATO ally. Uh, Trump withheld the disbursement of funds to Ukraine, but was, uh, was more than willing to actually send the money before stating, I want you to do us a favor, though. Just one more thing. Uh, and then asking Ukraine to come up with a CrowdStrike server that would somehow show that Russia wasn't behind the 2016 hack of the DNC, uh, and also asking if Ukraine could, uh, I don't know, maybe open up a little investigation into the Bidens because of Hunter Biden's relationship with Burisma Holdings. So um, that's where uh, a lot of Americans can at least yeah. remember back that far, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing the thing where we got sidetracked a bit, but it is important to note this, uh, all this stuff because Ukraine is an ally, sort of. Uh, you could say they're more of a pawn than an ally, but... Uh, True, yeah. I, <laughs> a bargaining chip. This is... The waters are very muddy here. Ukraine is a bargaining chip for the U.S. and for Russia, and that's kind of all this really comes down to. Mm-hmm. But uh, the U.S., along with other allies, have been and continue to offer aid and support, and now lethal support, yeah. to Ukraine because of the constant military threats from Russia. Uh, Russia is obviously pissed about this and also thinks that they have the right to take back Ukraine as a territory. Come back to daddy. Mm-hmm. So they're always a looming threat. Uh, things have ratcheted up even more recently when Russia sent demands to NATO allies that Ukraine be banned from joining NATO and that they halt all NATO military drills anywhere near the Russian border. Uh, these demands were sent in December and basically every day since then has seen some form of escalation between Russia, Ukraine and NATO allies. Like the United States, it's also yeah. important to note that, like, 
I, I'm no fan of Vladimir Putin at all, but he does kind of have a point when it comes to like, you know, if you're going to have like fucking missile silos and do like big fucking drills, right? Right over there, mm-hmm. it does make us feel a little nervous. It's big, you know. <laughs> you know, Jeez, uh, I hope something doesn't happen. Um, yeah, it's the same way that the U.S. Uh, reacts anytime. It's similar to yeah. uh, the the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like people forget, it all started because the U.S. put fucking nukes in Turkey, aimed directly at Russia, and mm-hmm. Russia's like, "Are you sure you want to play this game? Because yeah. we have some friends over on your side of the world as well. Are you sure?" Again, this is all very complicated and hard to cover in a, a, yeah. any kind of brief sense. But uh, the escalation has culminated in a reported 100,000 Russian troops at the Ukrainian border. And uh, the United States, like just today or yesterday, uh, we're readying 8,500 troops, along with tens of thousands more from other allies. Uh, just in case, just in case Russia makes a move. Yeah. Remember when we just left an endless war? We're doing that. I don't think this one's going to be endless. (laughs) I uh, I think this one will, if it does happen, it'll be a lot quicker. Uh, But basically, Russia is testing every NATO ally and trying to get someone to call their bluff. Uh, And we have no idea how this is going to turn out. But it's not going to be great for anyone, especially the citizens of Ukraine, but also the fact that uh, we could be right on the verge of another war amidst rising inflation, stagnant wages, an ongoing pandemic. And I don't know, look around, any other reason. Not really the best time. Good yeah, uh, it seems like a bad idea, but uh, I don't know. This could just remain a persistent threat that doesn't go anywhere. Uh, though, with how quickly and seriously Russia has been escalating things, uh, it would be odd for them to just pack up and go home. Just, seems like something's gonna happen. I just hope they don't shoot down another uh, airplane and, <laughs> then, and then pretend that they had nothing to do with it, because that was not cool. Yeah, that was uh, while Zelensky was in Iran. No. No, they, it was uh, one of the Malaysian <laughs> Malaysia Airlines had a bad couple of years in one of their uh, mm. flights. Okay, and it was mostly uh, Western European passengers. I think uh, most of the passengers were German. Yeah, and they shot it down. Uh, or Dutch, like Amsterdam or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they right? blamed f- rebel forces in Ukraine, I believe. Uh, but it was like every they numerous countries. I think the Netherlands led the investigation, and there's there's like yeah, Russia well, definitely the, fucking. There's the same thing with the CrowdStrike thing, where the the ask was basically asking Ukraine to say that they did the hack yeah. of the DNC and not Russia. Yeah. When it was clearly Russia. Yeah. Um. Anyways, still, World War Three. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. So we'll uh, move on to something a little bit lighter. But uh, there's the very short, very dumb version of what's been happening. Um, the looming threat of another war on top of everything else. Remember we hoped that 2022 would be better? We're doing 1918, 1929, the, flu, the crash, and 1942. Yeah, and the world All war. All at the same time. Yeah. Why did we have to spread them out so much last time? It's a time? speed run. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's just focus over now to another evil leader from a previous world war, Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. So at least Hitler is widely hated by a, an overwhelming majority of people, right? Yeah. Right? That number seems to be dwindling recently, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, one new video game has answered a question that uh, we would have hoped no one would be asking nearly 80 years after he uh, blew his brains out like a sniveling little coward. <laughs> and that question is, what's it like to make love to a hypersexualized version of Adolf Hitler? Mm-hmm. You little freak. <laughs> You're going on a list, and we're going to lock you up for a long time. <laughs> uh, so this game, which at the same time, the, or the time we wrote this, was still available on Steam for some reason, is called simply Sex with Hitler. It looks like any other random like 
hentai visual novel style game on that platform, but uh, with Hitler as the lead protagonist, and apparently featuring some top-down shooter elements as well. Yeah, which is odd for this style of game, but they threw it in, they're like, well, we should also make it a fighting game. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're fighting across Europe and encountering anime babes who you can have various forms of incredibly graphic sex with. Yeah, I, um, I'm i glad I was here at the office when I opened up this Steam page and not out in public, because uh, it really goes there. Yeah. In... So many of the marketing materials, which you should not look at because it's extremely graphic. Who is this for? I don't know. I This is such a weird kind of uh, targeted game. Yeah. Um, now, you would assume that the outrage would lie within the very idea that the game exists at all, but there's always going to be some weird, shocking shit on gaming platforms. Though it is a bit odd uh, just how big of a leap the developer took uh, with this game. Their previous titles include stuff that you might expect to see in the darker corners of Steam, like... Among Waifus, Fake Hostel, and My Sexy Waitress. But then, bam! Sex with Hitler as maybe the fifth or sixth game in their development tree. But now you know about them. They got your attention. True. Uh, I mean, I, th- I thought the uh, Among Us game, Among Waifus, would be the one that would get them mm-hmm. most notoriety. But no, Sex with Hitler. Back to the outrage, though. If you were thinking that people were outraged at the game even existing, uh, there's probably a lot of people who, upon hearing about this, this game existing, would think that. But the real outrage... According to Steam reviews of early adopters, as reported by Vice, is the fact that uh, in this game, Hitler is shown having two complete testicles, when it has been widely documented that Hitler only had one testicle. My immersion. Yeah. This is worse than when they made the Horizon Zero Dawn chick look not fuckable. Yeah, or put women in the Battlefield game. Yeah. yeah. These, these historical inaccuracies in video games have, go- have finally gone too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's from their article. The anime porn game shows a muscle-bound Hitler's testicles, but reviewers note that there are one too many of them. A new game where you watch Adolf Hitler have sex with anime women is not only a cheap attempt at edgelord gamer baiting, but it also rewrites the history by showing Hitler with two fully formed nuts. The game's cheap illustrations, typo-riddled dialogue, and unsatisfying sex scenes are only part of what people who reviewed it negatively are upset about. Many players are disturbed by the game's inaccurate portrayal of Hitler as having two balls. Rumors about Hitler's testicles circulated for years, including speculation that he lost one to shrapnel during the Battle of the Somme in World War I, but some historians insist Hitler really had only one ball. Medical records show that he had red-side cryptorchidism, meaning that his right nut never descended. Terrible game. First off, Hitler was known to have one testicle, nut. However, the game gets this wrong twice. Sex with Hitler reviewer Peter Nutbutter wrote, <laughs> In one scene, he has both of his nuts. In another scene, his sack just seems to be completely non-existent. I am incredibly disappointed with the lack of historical accuracy. The article then goes on to talk about the fact that the game sucks in general, even when compared to other anime porn titles, but they offer a consolation for those of you looking for historical accuracy regarding Hitler's ball sack. Quote, If you want to play a video game about Hitler's balls, we highly recommend Sniper Elite 3, a game that doesn't only accurately portray Hitler as having only one testicle in astonishing detail, but also allows you to shoot it off. It's DLC, though, just FYI. You gotta spend extra. Points. I like those Sniper Elite games, but it's a, it's a franchise that for, has just always gone way overboard with the DLC. They nickel and dime you for all the good shit. Like, you gotta pay five dollars extra to kill Hitler. It's like it's a fun game, but that should be included. That should be included in the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I don't get. Uh, I don't. I feel like the detail with the art. Uh, maybe I'm like uh, a noob to all of this anime porn game stuff, but it seemed to me very detailed. 
you, you can very clearly see what's going on here. Not one detailed of them, enough, though. Uh, Hitler's a freak. He's got he's got a full-on, like, butt-plug tail thing going. Uh, he's titty-fucking. He's doing all kinds of stuff. He, he runs the gamut of uh, sexual proclivities. Well. He a freak. He was a freak. Mm-hmm. But speaking of sex, we're all aware by now of how much sex the athletes who compete in the Olympics games are having. Every Anytime there's Olympics, it's fuck city. Yes. Lots of sex. It's unstoppable. Their insatiable lust for their peers knows no bounds. And as we learned during the Tokyo Olympics, not even the threat of a debilitating airborne illness will stop them from fucking like rabbits. So it's best to just offer them some protection and get out of the way before they crush you like a cheap cardboard bed frame. Mm -hmm. The Winter Olympics are fast approaching, and so is the threat of Olympian orgies. And uh, just like with the Tokyo Summer Games, officials are giving in and just dropping off some condams. While (laughs) at the same time saying... We would appreciate it if you didn't have sex or, for that matter, even hug each other, please, because China is extremely serious when it comes to COVID-related protocols. Yeah. Zero COVID. Some sex, but zero COVID. Yeah. Still, like we said, the spice must flow. And according to a recent report from CNN, Olympic officials are dropping off some goodie bags for the athletes. <laughs> Beijing Olympics organizers are keeping up with the tradition of making condoms available to athletes, despite detailed social distancing guidelines intended to curb the spread of COVID-19 within the closed loop in which the games will take place. Quote, all Olympic-related units will provide appropriate quantities of condoms for free at the appropriate time to people who've checked in to stay inside the loop, organizers told Reuters by email on Tuesday. Journalists who checked into the Guizhou Hotel, which is inside the closed loop, found five individually wrapped condoms in each room. They were individually packed in different colored envelopes decorated with an image of a Chinese lantern. Oh, topical. To celebrate the Lunar New Year, of course. Yes. They're going to fuck like tigers. The year of the fuck. Yeah. And this is in spite of the fact that, according to officials, the Winter Games playbook on COVID-19 measures states that, quote, athletes are instructed to minimize physical interactions such as hugs, high fives, and handshakes, and to maintain a social distance of at least two meters from fellow competitors. So unless that dick's two meters long, I better not hear that bed shaking. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But meanwhile, if you're looking for an example of how the United States is handling things, here in Los Angeles which has been considered one of the strictest cities in terms of COVID protocols, although that's a very relative uh, classification. Yeah, if you're, it's like if you're comparing New York to L.A., completely different. But if you're comparing L.A. to, like, Tampa, Florida, completely different. I mean, I got to wear a mask when I go to Costco, but other than that, my life is uh, pretty much exactly what it was. Well, we did have a, a more severe lockdown than a lot of the rest there of the There was never any lockdown, and maybe, like, that first week or two, but, like, I love the people complaining. It's like, I can't handle any more of this lockdown. It's like, especially unless you're living in like LA, San Francisco or New York, like yeah. you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You just, you're just tired of hearing about the Z. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to LA. It is full steam ahead for Super Bowl 56 here in Los Angeles, baby. Or I guess technically Inglewood where tickets yeah. are going for thousands of dollars. And the city has already started clearing out the homeless in order to welcome visitors from all over because we wouldn't want to, wouldn't want anyone to see that. Yeah. Basically, it's just a preview of our own Olympic Games that are also scheduled to come to L.A. in 2028. Uh, we're getting some new trains out of it. The, the airport probably. air train is uh, happening. Uh, a train that should have been built, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago, but better late <laughs> We're than finally never. getting around to it. But, our own people uh, moving. Yeah, probably just going to... Just pick up the homeless people with a bulldozer and, I don't know, drop them off in someone else's town. Yes. Yeah. Because that's how we 
That's how we solve homelessness. We mm-hmm. spend more money than it would take to just fucking give these people a place to live. What was it? Uh, what did they do in Brazil uh, that we talked about a couple of years ago? Didn't they just build walls uh, in front of it on the highways so that people couldn't see it when they drove to the stadiums? Yeah, they made big walls to hide the favelas. <laughs> on, like just just on the path from the airport to like Olympic Village. Yeah, brilliant. Mm-hmm. We solve poverty. Now you can't see it. Uh, and I think we also had our own uh, little sewage leak into the uh, uh, local waters uh, recently as well, I believe. So hopefully there's another one coming uh, when the athletes have to go into our uh, beautiful oceans. Uh, they have to dodge all the shipping uh, crates, though. Anyways. I mean, hopefully by, I mean, 2028 is far enough away that, uh, I mean, the Pacific is fucking disgusting. The, the ocean outside of L.A., horribly disgusting. Mm-hmm. Oil leaks all the time. Yeah. Just all the pollution from the entire Pacific just gets funneled. Right. They're going to be doing like kayaking or whatever it is. And they're going to be like, you have to go out to that shipping, the Maersk shipping container Mm -hmm. and then turn around and come back. And that's going to be the course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you uh, if you come across a dead body, that's 10 extra points. Yeah. So kayaking the L.A. River. Mm. (laughs) Uh, But uh, hopefully we won't be dealing with COVID in 2028. Uh, we'll probably be dealing with something way worse, like bird flu. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of uh, COVID now, uh, Neil Young has now demanded that Spotify remove his music from their platform in response to the spread of vaccine misinformation as a result of the company's exclusivity deal with Joe Rogan. Here's from Rolling Stone. Neil Young posted a since-deleted letter to his management team and record label demanding that they remove his music from Spotify. Quote, I am doing this because Spotify is spreading fake information about vaccines, potentially causing death to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them, he wrote. Please act on this immediately today and keep me informed of the time schedule. Uh, He continues, I want you to let Spotify know immediately today that I want all my music off their platform. They can have Rogan or Young, not both. With an estimated 11 million listeners per episode, JRE, which is hosted exclusively on Spotify, is the world's largest podcast and has tremendous influence, the letter reads. Spotify has a responsibility to mitigate the spread of misinformation on its platform, though the company presently has no misinformation policy. Um, so uh, he's really emerging as the uh, anti-Eric Clapton. Yes. Just opposite ends of the spectrum. Eric Clapton, Clapton dropped a fucking banger this week. Uh not musically. He hasn't done that in decades. No. He dropped a banger of uh, boomer brainworms when he claimed that there are subliminal messages in uh, YouTube videos about uh, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the guy and he did so in an interview on YouTube. He he lived through the 1960s and 70s as a rock musician when uh, parents groups around the country were claiming that uh, there were hidden satanic messages in the very music that Eric Clapton was playing. And he has lived long enough to... Uh, leveled those exact same accusations at YouTube. Uh, another uh, uh, COVID uh, rock thing that uh, so uh, of course Kid Rock put out a brand new singer single and it's it a is, banger. Uh, it is even more self parody than yeah. the previous one. The because, chorus is literally "Let's go, Brand." Yeah, and it says uh, like "fuck Dr. Fauci" and stuff in it. Uh, but uh, that coincides with the release of tickets for his upcoming nationwide tour. Um, but which, by the way. Uh, has a uh, COVID protocol where you have to be vaccinated or test negative before entering the concert. Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. Except the uh, Live Nation who is promoting this I, event I and love the, is responsible for the venue. The new Kid Rock song, uh, we're getting way off track here, but the new Kid Rock song, I love it especially because unless you're tuned into the exact same fucking 
conservative media like wavelength as Kid Rock and his core audience. None of these lyrics mean fucking anything. They, they don't all, make any sense. They're all the most like typically with like protest songs. Like the 60s was the era of the protest songs and they had some poetry to them. They mm. they had subtexts like they weren't saying like the Vietnam War is bad and we should well, stop being so racist. As like, evidenced by the fact that Trump used uh, like yeah. Creedence Clearwater Revival as like a a song to get his crowds right. going and stuff. Like Kid, there's people can look at that and be like, well, I don't see the political message at all. Kid Rock's song has no subtlety at all. It's all like direct references to stuff that happened in the news within the last like six weeks. Yeah, it, it's it's, uh, it's going to age really well. Yeah, that's the thing is like this song, not timeless. <laughs> like his other classics, Ba Wada Ba, which no. have stood the test of time. Oh, that's fucking classic. Still banging. And I still want to be a cowboy. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Neil Young. Yeah. Um, while this statement has gotten plenty of publicity and probably negatively affected Spotify, if only temporarily from a PR standpoint, it's hard to assume that the company would act on this request at all. They spent a reported $100 million to acquire the rights to the Joe Rogan experience. And despite the repeated controversies that arise from episodes of that show, yeah. it still gets a lot of plays. And the ad revenue they get from it probably dwarfs what they make off of Neil Young's music plays, as sad as, as it is to say that out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Also, Neil Young sold off the rights to his music a few years back for $150 million. So we're not even sure he has an actual say in how his songs are distributed or monetized. I don't know. The whole music rights thing, very weird, very he's, antiquated. Still, though, as a point of pride, he sold his catalog for $50 million more than Joe Rogan was acquired by Spotify for. So he yeah. is the bigger man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this, as of the time we filmed this, Neil Young songs are still available on the platform, but they have been successfully removed in the past, though, temporarily, uh, because of Young's insistence that the playback quality was subpar. He he got so obsessed with, like, uh, like bit rates and shit that mm-hmm. he built his own fucking platform and uh, audio player. My dad had one. Oh, wow. So my dad's like, Neil Young made an audio player. It sounds <laughs> as good as records. And uh, it Did your dad also subscribe to Tidal? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, he like he was buying music through the the Pono store. They're basically like <laughs> flack files, like yeah. just one song is like half a gig. Yeah, I mean they sounded good, but uh, I think the, that that business failed. You would, I mean, maybe your dad does, but like for the average listener, you would have to have thousands of dollars worth of audio equipment to notice the difference. I don't think he. I I mean. Like a good set of headphones is one thing, but like the the audiophile shit goes above and beyond what anyone can afford. You got to be hearing on some big speakers and some loudspeakers, and uh, yeah, there was a show that had like Macintosh equipment as an experience, mm-hmm. as a fucking experience, and it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment to create the experience of what an audiophile can sit in and listen to, and like if you yeah. had it in your own room. So it's it's uh. Generally speaking, not gonna <laughs> not gonna be something you can tell the difference. Ninety nine percent of people listening to music uh, aren't gonna go for that. But uh, also, we're also worth noting is that I believe Neil Young like literally had fucking polio as a child. Is it, uh, this is very so, personal. Like, for him. It's got to be frustrating if you are a survivor of uh, a disease like polio that has literally been eradicated from the face of the earth thanks to vaccines, and uh, you live long enough to see uh, anti-vax shit uh, cause a never-ending pandemic to happen. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it too. But look, if you want a different side of awkward celebrity interactions this week, 
Look no further than a recent appearance that Paris Hilton made on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, my God. Which ended up being just an awkward, cringy NFT marketing ploy to boost the value of their stupid apes. Those being the Bored Ape Yacht Club apes. Uh, if for some reason you still thought that NFTs were the future of art and currency and tokenization of whatever, please go watch the exchange between Paris and Jimmy Fallon and listen to the audience sit there silently awkwardly as the two just talk amongst themselves about the amazing community of ape collectors that they belong to. This whole this whole interaction feels like it was designed to turn people off of NFTs. Uh, it is... If I was NBC, I'd be upset that my host was uh, involved in a pyramid scheme yeah. that he was like, subjecting a nationwide audience. But it's just to. like, it's an excruciating... It feels like 10 minutes. I think it's like a minute and a half. He's <laughs> yeah. like... This is my ape. And she's like, this is my ape. Can, I, I like the color yeah, blue. Yeah, and they're just like comparing like printouts of their fucking apes and like talking about how important their apes are to them. And just the, just, you can hear fucking crickets in the audience. It's very strange. A lot of nervous laughter. Like, what the fuck? Is this what rich people are into? Buying pictures of monkeys? Yeah, I saw a comment on? on on one of the posts of this where it was just like, I wonder if people know that uh, the the cost of this could probably feed a family for a couple weeks. And I was just like, the cost of one of these things is like a year's or more's salary. I don't even know what the value of them is anymore, but like you're talking years uh, anymore. Of yeah, the uh, the economy is in a bit of a shuffle right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, a few months back they were going for like seventy five k. Yeah, like on average, some going for a lot more than that. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's stupid. It's, it's fucking very stupid as hell. Uh, anyways, why would any normal person watching this give a fuck about your little monkey picture, Jimmy Fallon? Because he he realizes that the market's crashing and he's losing tens of thousands of dollars on I'm, his dumb ape. So I'm too to... pot committed. I gotta pump <laughs> this up. Yeah, exactly. He's currently involved in a pumping scheme. He's. Do you think Jimmy Fallon is like one of those anonymous people, like spamming fucking stuff on Discord and? It's the Twitter? only. It's the only thing that keeps him from drinking. <laughs> yeah. And getting into fights at bars at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, no. um, you know, good for him if this is what it takes. But also... NFTs are my anti-drug. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm uh, going to go back to drugs. <laughs> uh, we'll leave a link to that video in the description. But basically, uh, Paris Hilton takes credit for getting Jimmy into NFTs. And then uh, he shows the audience a photo of her bored ape and then reveals his own bored ape. And it's all surprisingly very boring. It's very boring. <laughs> the audience claps along at the instruction of the stage managers. <laughs> but you can just feel the confusion in the air before Paris reveals that she's actually giving, like Oprah, Every member of the audience, their own NFT to is take it, home. Is it a board ape? No, I think it's like her own thing. Wow. But uh, one of the best responses that we saw to this big reveal came from a Harry Styles fan account on Twitter who tweeted, if I was a tourist and went to a Jimmy Fallon show for fun and ended up becoming an owner of an NFT, I would sue. Yeah. So there you go. Do you think these people have like a fucking crypto wallet? Like, okay, first you have to download. Yeah, uh, there's so many steps you have to take. Like if you give... Just a random person at NFT, they're like, okay, well, okay, so it's this printout? Is that? No, no. It's actually, actually a lot more than it's that. It's on the blockchain. <laughs> You're going to need, get out a pen. There's a lot of things I'm going to need Your you to do. Your kids are going to be so jealous of you. Yeah. And once you have all these things, here's a long list of things not to do because if you do any of these things wrong, you lose your NFT. Someone steals it from you. Yeah. Um, so here, I'm going to give you a notepad with 15 random phrases on it. You're going to use that to access a wallet that Paris has set up for you. And uh, then you'll be able to go in and look at your NFT. But, but I've got it right here. You're printed it out But for don't me. send it to anybody. 
Ugh. And actually, it's just the receipt uh, of yeah. the image. And it, that image could change it. If Paris Hilton's hosting goes down, buddy, that could just be a broken link. But I just right-clicked it and saved it. Why do I need the blockchain? You don't understand, old man. <laughs> uh, but speaking of old people trying to understand the youth, I have now officially made a TikTok account for this show. Dab. Because <laughs> um, there were so many fakes out there that I had to make one for, for us. Uh, so please, if you want us to... I've already seen a lot of comments where people are like, it, one of the clips that I put up got into the algorithm. And like, I haven't seen these we're guys doing, since the Machinima days. We're doing better in the TikTok algorithm than YouTube has treated us in years. It's fucked up. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I guess we're going to move there full time. We have to go straight to TikTok. So it would be a, a huge help if you guys... Uh, if don't, don't download TikTok just for us. But if you're already on there. I still go to my Chrome browser and go to www.tiktok.com uh -huh. when I want to use the TikTok, well, which is almost never. Yes. <laughs> If you already have it and you want to share short clips uh, from episodes of the show, uh, it's on TikTok. We're at Internet Today TV. There's a couple other ones that aren't us, but at Internet Today TV is us. There's like four clips up. They're all very recent so that you know. I'll leave a link in the description and pin a comment below. But uh, aside from that, thanks if you do that. Um, you don't have to, though. What you do have to do is watch our most recent episodes over here. We have a brand new episode of Weekly Weird News and a recent episode of News Dump for you to check out. Watch both of those, and we'll be back for tech news coming up soon.